Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to a new episode of Field Days, an award-winning podcast about news and hot topics related to the Michigan Department of Corrections. Here are your almost witty hosts, Chris Gouts and Greg Straub. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Field Days Podcast. I'm Greg Straub, joined as always by the department spokesperson, Chris Gouts. Chris, one of the most important things that uh, we do here, well, it's, it's very important to us because you know we are losing quite a few officers to retirement. We have some vacancies in the in the corrections officers' ranks. One of the most important things we do here is recruitment of new officers, and I'm excited today to have on somebody who is who is leading that effort for us, and, that, and that's Chris Schweiker from the training division. So, welcome to Field Days, Chris. We really appreciate you coming on and talking about this. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. So before we get going, because I know we want to talk a lot about, uh, I guess, a particular. Um, event that happens at the new uh, recruit training, and that is family orientation, which is which is fairly new for us. It's yes, really important. Um, I think this is a wonderful thing that we're doing, and I can't wait to talk to you about this. But before we do that, can you explain and tell everybody who you are and what you do here? I run the new employee training academies for our correction officers in the southern region, also involved in some EPIC teams. My job is to oversee the training for all the new officers. And how long have you been with the department? 21 years. Okay. And you started off as an officer. As an officer. We, we were just talking and yes, you're talking sir. about your time spent at, at, at new recruit training and um, kind of the things that we're doing different now than what you had, right? Yes, sir. So let's get into new recruit training and family orientation. For those of us, you know, like me, who, who don't fully understand what, what this is, talk about what family orientation is. Family orientation is a process that we started in the February class of last year to incorporate families into what being a correction officer is about. Uh, we inform them of what we do every day, whether it's in the academy, uh, once they're on OJT, and then from there, the, the rest of the officer's career. So keep them informed. Yeah, no, this is, this is a great thing. So when did it start and how did we come up with this idea? I was at a LPI, a lead process improvement committee in 2017. Our job was to revamp training. It was to look at ways that we could improve our recruiting process, the training officer process, to make it better than what it already was. So one of the things that got brought up was a family orientation, something that we had never done before, something that would incorporate families into the process of retention because families are important and their support is important for our staff members. And when you started it out, like you were saying that uh, you weren't sure how many people were going to show up, but you actually got a pretty good turnout, right? I did. I, I had no idea what it was going to be. I didn't know how many people would show. I thought, I don't know if this is even going to work. Who wants to come and listen to somebody talk about corrections? And I had over 100 people, and the numbers keep growing every class. That's, What's it like now? Typically, how many people would you get? I think the last class, we had about 220 wow. in the auditorium at MSP. Which is pretty indicative because this last class that we just had graduate uh, just this past week was, was a huge class. It was one of the largest ones we've had, if not the largest. It was almost 200, I think, recruits. So that that's great, which it really shows that there was a need for this. Uh, and it was great that, that the EPIC team or the LPI team identified that or thought about it and put it together. And that you brought it on when you took over and, and saw the importance of it. And, and so congrats to you for doing that because you, there's certainly a need out there for it and the family members are wanting this information and I think it's only grown in, in the kind of things that you're able to provide in that training now, right? Absolutely. So what are the kind of things that, that are from maybe that first one where you were just kind of learning uh, what to tell them to, versus now, like what are the kind of things that you've started to incorporate uh, in that day? So I started off with no set schedule, no agenda. Didn't really know what it was going to be like. Recruitment has been there to support me ever since. Uh, Derek Alvarez, our military liaison, comes in. He will speak to the group as a whole about uh, some of the stuff that we do for veterans to get other veterans involved into our organization. I now have a 
a PowerPoint. We talk about employee services program and, and their availability to staff. We talk about what it's like to actually have shift work. They're not used to their loved ones being home. We talk about the benefits of our department and how great it is. We want them to take out all that negativity that they would hear about corrections, and we try to give them the positive outlook on what it's going to be. Is there some negative to it? Sure. Not being home on holidays, things like that. But we give them the positives, have them really invest in their recruit and try to support them throughout their career because it's, it's a lifelong career and they need all the support they can get. And not that we're only you're only showing them the positive, but you but you're being real with them and you're talking to them about things to look out for, you know, signs that you may see and those kind of things. And, and you're also bringing in our new wellness manager as well to talk with them. Yep, Lynn, uh, Lynn Gorski has uh, her and I have had a few conversations, and she'll be there for the next family orientation day. And I do talk to them about the mandates, the overtime. I talk to them about not being able to be reached all the time when they're at the facility. We live in a very technological era. We need instant results talk to them about availability to phones and things like that things that are important being able to reach out to your family check on them when you are mandated do the recruits come to this meeting or is it just the family members actually i have some recruits that come to it as well okay and i'm assuming that if they have kids their kids can come i mean anybody's Absolutely. invited right it's yes. not, there's not we're not restricting anybody nope anybody coming. who's invited i guess that begs the next question is this required for somebody's family to come to this or is it is it voluntary it's voluntary we put it in their uh, recruit orientation letter when they get their letter from recruitment they let them know about uniform pickup and the family orientation day when does this happen during that process family orientation day is the sunday before the academy starts a lot of recruits are coming in to check into the hotel to stay or wherever the academy is we will have them come in and check it in then their family comes with them and at that time we'll do our family orientation this is really a good thing but you know in, in addition to the, the orientation that you have. I know we're doing more than just than just that for the families, right? We're doing number one, and how are we, how are we let, letting families stay connected through this process? Every class, I create a Facebook page for that class. I give them the link to that Facebook page, give them the name, and then they request access to it. Uh, we verify that they're a family member or friend of the recruit. And then throughout the academy process, my staff will take pictures of the academy. That family member or that class, and they'll post it on that Facebook page and allow family members to see what's going the process throughout the academy and you, you touched on it a little bit earlier but maybe uh, in case people went past that the reason why it's important that your staff is posting pictures on facebook because their family members aren't able to right correct family members are not i didn't know the significance of it until a couple classes ago when my staff had posted pictures of their platoon on the facebook page and then you get a response from my daughter that said hey there's my dad right after not being able to see him all week and i just kind of hit home you know that made it that much more worth what we do um, getting the family to be able to see what's going on when the family member isn't at home. Because sometimes they're away from their family the entire week based on where the academy is and where they live. And that's hard on a family, especially for eight weeks. Mm-hmm. They endure a lot. So to bring that family closer and give them that bond for that eight weeks is really huge. Yeah, and, and I guess when I say family members, I, maybe I should clarify that I meant the, the recruits themselves because recruits, y- yes. you're trying to mimic what it's going to be like when they're in the facility. So when they're in that academy from, what, 8.30 to 4.30, they don't have access to their phone just like they wouldn't have it uh, when they're actually in the facility. So that's, you know they can't be taking selfies uh, while they're doing their training <laughs> right. and sending them to their family. They, they have Chris, to we all know you would sneak a phone and take selfies doing your training. We all I'm know that. I'm pretty sure I'd get uh, investigated <laughs> for that if I did that. You and your selfies, man. <laughs> You, you know, Chris, I, I love that story about, you know, looking at a comment and saying, oh, my gosh, that's my dad. I haven't seen him in a week. If that doesn't strike a chord with the importance of the people that we have working for us and they have families and they have lives and there's a balance of work and, and, and home. And I love they told that story because it matters. You know, families and their support matter in what you're doing with the orientation. I think it's so important not only for us and just, the you know, the retention piece to this, but it's important for the families to understand what 
their loved one is going to experience and what, you know, what they may be going through. And you offer up, you know, some information. And if you're seeing these things, here's some ideas. You have Lynn Gorski, the wellness manager there to talk about what the department's doing around wellness. So, I mean, this is um, super important and, and I'm so glad that we're doing this. Um, but I do want to talk to you real quick about recruitment too. Where are we with recruitment? We know, you know, we have officer vacancies. We have people retiring every month. How are we on that front? I think we're moving forward. Our July 29th class, we're looking at about 250 new officers hopefully coming in, which will be very good for the vacancies that we have in the state. The word that our staff get out as far as recruitment, over 60% of our recruits are referred to by family or friends that are currently in the department. I think that says a lot about our department itself. You know, we hear a lot of negative, but I think that 60% is a very large number, and that's, that's a huge positive for us yeah. that we're still putting the word out that it's a great place to work and we really need good help. I just looked at the numbers from Jonathan Patterson the other day, and we had about, I think, 615 vacancies, even with uh, the new Tony Treeweiler class that just graduated on Friday. We're looking at a class of 250 in the next quarter. That means that we could have our vacancies between 400 and 500 within three months, and that's a huge testament to, to all that you guys are doing. I was telling some folks when I was at the graduation, I happened to be standing in the back where the officers were walking in to, to graduate. And they were walking in three at a time, and it must have taken two and a half, three minutes for everybody to walk past. And the entire time, I just wish that everybody that I hear say, the department's not doing enough to recruit. They're not, you guys aren't paying attention to this. You know, we, we need more officers, we need more. Just, if you just stood there and just watched this line of, of new officers coming in and how proud they were, and then on top of that, double that of their family members sitting there ready to cheer them on and, and be so happy for them. It was just a great moment. I, I wish more people could go, more people should go to the graduations and see the event that you guys put on and see the caliber of people that are coming in to graduate. It's really, it really boosts you up when you're, when you're thinking about you know, where the department's at. So it was a really positive event. Uh, and it just, I just love all that you guys have done with training and recruitment and bringing new people in and really driving those vacancy numbers down, which drives down the mandates, drives down the overtime. There's just a lot going on that's really positive, and it's really just really great to see. Everybody should attend. I mean, there's, there's no reason why they can't. There's no, there's no restrictions on who, who can come and who can't. I think, you know, it's great to see the family there. I've been to some in the past, and there's a lot of people that attend these, which is nice to see. If, you know, if you're around one of these and you work for us, you should go see, the, like Chris said, the caliber of people that are coming into the department and the support that they have. So, Chris, you know, we can't thank you enough for what you do, for getting people to take a look at this at our department and give it a try and, and make this a career because it can be a fulfilling career. You know, I mean, what other job could you go and have such an impact on human beings? You know, I mean, every day you come to this job, no matter if you're an FOA or CFA and BOA, you can have an impact on a human being. And that's very rewarding and fulfilling. So thank you for, you know, helping uh, CFA get some officers into the ranks and um, for the work that you do and, uh, and for explaining the family orientation process. I, I think it's a great thing that we're doing and we appreciate coming on and talking about it. Well, thank you. I could do it without great staff. That's really good to hear what we're doing with officers' families and, and the staff that we have. The whole work-life balance thing, is, is it's real, and um, it's nice that we're bringing in family members to understand what the job is and what their loved ones will experience. So I enjoyed learning that. I didn't know that was even happening, so it was nice to, to hear about that. And it was nice, again, for me to find out that you didn't know something that I did, and so I, I really <laughs> like uh, promoting those kind of things. And so, But also can, kudos to Chris and his staff who do just an amazing job. And since he's taken over... The, the graduations have been better, the, the quality of the, the recruits have been better, and the communication definitely between the family members and their understanding of what their sons and daughters or husbands and wives are, are going through. Well, you had some, leaps you had some and bounds. Good, you had some good stories from um, 
this past week's graduation. You said family members brought came up to you and said this is you know the best thing ever. We had some some very big guests, I guess there. So I mean, yeah, I ran into, lots I ran of stories. In, I ran into a state representative uh, out in the hallway, and her son uh, is a Marine, and she was very she she loved the fact that we do this great recognition for all of the new officers who are military veterans. The director hands them a coin on the stage, and that they and read off their name and and what branch of service they were in. She really appreciated that, and then she also really loved the fact that Director Washington talks about wellness and the wellness unit and really speaks directly to the families. And even though it's a positive, you know, celebration, that she takes the time to say, you know, you might see some changes in your loved one, and there's resources available if you see that or if you if you think something's going on or if you have concerns. There's a venue and a place and, and a person for you to talk to about that, being very real and upfront with them. So. It starts, you know, it starts at what Chris does at family orientation, and it carries all the way through the academy, and then it culminates with even with the director talking directly to that, and then it continues even from there with the Facebook page where the, the families and, and the officers can continue to have those discussions and reach out to, to the department uh, in that venue uh, and keep that conversation going and have an, an outlet and, and a place to, to share uh, their thoughts and concerns. So increased communication is always better. And, and they do just a really great job with it. And so it's great that we could highlight it today. Yeah, no, it is. And uh, here's your quiz for the, for oh, the week, Chris. Oh. What, is, uh, what is coming up on the week of July 22nd? Do you have any idea? I do because I'm looking on my whiteboard and I've had it up there for oh, a couple you, weeks. You cheater. So the week of July 22nd is pretrial parole probation agent supervision week, officially known around here as parole probation agent week. It's kicking off July 22nd, that Monday, and it's for the whole week. So make sure you know, everyone starts planning some, some great events uh, at their offices and when you do have that great event, Chris, what should they do? They should tell the world about it. That's right. And how do they do that? Uh, do they open up their window and shout really loud? <laughs> they could do that if it was 1914, but <laughs> there's, a, there's an easier way to do it. It's called social media. Oh, I've heard yeah, of that. They can, they can you know, take videos. They can take pictures. They can interview agents. And make sure you post those to social media, to Twitter accounts. You can send them to the FOA account the MDOC account through an email. We would be glad to, to host those for you and post everything that you guys are doing because we want to make sure that we're sharing the great work that FOA, in particular, the parole probation agents are doing every single day. I know they get a week to celebrate them, but many of the successes that we have in the department that you know Chris talks about all the time are because of them, right? I mean, it's, it's not because of Chris Gallitz, that's for sure, but it's not because of you know Deputy Director Marlin or Deputy Director McKee. It's it really because of the people doing the work. We want to make sure that we show off the great things happening in FOA um, because there's a lot of great things and a lot of great staff that we have. So July 22nd, Chris, make sure you put that in your calendar, will you? I will. And I will um, break my tradition of actually giving you some props, but more more so Russ. Okay. This week is, is, is a great week, and, and our, our staff are fully appreciative of, of it and, and should have that week and should celebrate it. But what I really love about Deputy Director Marlin and you and when you guys are out, it's not about this week. You guys celebrate agents and lift them up and, and promote them every day of the year. It's not just this one week thing where you go around and you do a couple office visits. You guys are out all the time talking to staff, learning from them, taking their ideas back here and putting that out for the whole state uh, to benefit from. Uh, and so I've, I've seen that just recently. We just went on a couple tour of some offices. It's a year, it's a year round thing. It's not just a, just a one week event. So yeah, no, it, for sure. And Deputy Director Marlin really cares about people's ideas. You know, he says the best part about his job is when he gets out of central office and can actually go talk to staff, get their ideas, see what's working, see what's not working. Speaking of office tours, Chris, you were actually part of one of Deputy Director Marlin's visits on Monday, right? We went to uh, Hillsdale County. We went to Lenaway County. And we got to chat with staff. And, and you um, took part in that. You know, it's always good to get you out there so staff can talk to you about, you know, questions they have around your office and the public information office. 
but yeah, so you got you got to hang out with him and uh, check out some some of our awesome staff. Yeah, it was a great tour, amazing staff. We really enjoyed uh, meeting and hearing from uh, Brian. Yeah, in Hillsdale. Yeah, he had some uh, really great ideas uh, for uh, parole, and, and he shared those with the deputy director. And uh, he's going to look at those, and it was something you guys had actually talked about before when we went over to Lenawee County. Uh, you guys brought it up with them and asked them, kind of bounced the idea off of them, and they, they all really liked it too. So yeah. I think there's a potential uh, for some changes to be coming just just from that one little conversation. And that's how it works. You know, yeah. it's, it's it was not, awesome. It's, it's not hard to. Um, you know, really show off your staff when they're that good. It's, it's, it makes it makes the job very easy to, because they have great ideas. And the great thing is they're open and honest, and they, and they talk to Deputy Director Marlon about those ideas. So, you know, if he does visit, I will say, make sure you uh, put your ideas out there because he is very open to uh, whatever you have to say. Yeah, and that's the best part is that when you, when you have these meetings, when the Deputy Director comes, this isn't the time to just say, everything's great, everything's fine, no, no problems here. This is the time when you, you need to say that. You need to say, you know what, it would be great. You know, I, I like my job, but it would make it so much easier if I didn't have to do this or if I could change this or what do you think about doing this? He, yep. he wants to hear those and he wants to listen. Even though if your supervisor is right there, you know, that might be awkward, but I'm sure it's something you probably brought up with them before. But yeah. that's your chance to, to do that. To shine. That's right. Yeah. So here's our MI moment, right? Our motivational interviewing moment. Have you had training yet, Chris? Uh, I have not. I really okay. Every time I ask you, it. it's still I, I have not. So is it scheduled? Are we going to go? Well, mm-hmm. I don't know. Your wife is one of the is trainers, and maybe she could uh, get me in one of the classes. Well, you just got to email. You just, just got to make it happen, Chris, because this is very important stuff. So we're going to talk about our MI moment. And it comes from an officer. person will remain nameless. I don't want to embarrass anybody. I, I think it's important, um, especially for officers um, who may not see how this how, how MI kind of fits with their job. Here's a great example of how it fits and why it's important. So this officer writes in and says, that they had two prisoners square off in the TV room, which is a very dangerous situation inside a facility. Outside of, outside of them squaring off and kind of getting in a heated moment, the officer takes one person and, and you know, starts talking with them. And they say, long story short, it started out with him telling me that he felt disrespected and he has three years left to max out. He didn't care if he maxed out or he went in the hole. Just typical. They're upset. It doesn't matter. I'm just going to max out. I don't want to parole. So it went from that to he was going to apologize to the other prisoner. And he was enrolling in self-help groups and putting in his 30-day reconsideration papers for MSOP to go home early. So this officer said they used some, some MI techniques. Um, they asked open-ended questions and totally steered the conversation in the direction that was positive. They said, I put all the decisions on the prisoner. He made all the decisions that after, after the conversation to change their thinking, to apologize to the prisoner, and to enroll in self-help groups and want to go home. They could have just said, you know what, whatever, go to the hole. You know, don't, don't go home. But this officer actually took time to use some of the, the techniques, and it went from that to the person actually wanting to do better. So I, I think those are those are great moments, in the, and that's and that's where it matters for an officer, right there. It, they they change the conversation to a negative to a positive, a very dangerous situation, and calmed it down. And now this person um, has a total different mindset. Yeah, that's a great story. And you know what was really great when we were out touring offices uh, this week, unprompted, both to you and to to Deputy Director Marlin, staff at both places said, you know, this MI training that we've been through. Uh, it's it's the best training that, that we've had, and we really like it, and we've been incorporating it into our interactions with our parolees and probationers that come in. So it was great to see. It wasn't even something that you guys were asking them how it was going. They just kind of said, you know, this and my stuff is really, really helpful. So really, it's really powerful and a, and a testament to all the people that are involved in that and training that and, and putting that forward. So congrats. It's really making a difference. Yeah, good stuff. So what do we have next week, Chris? Do you know yet? Are we going to keep it secret? I think we're going to keep it secret. Not so much secret. We're just worried that we might not have the guests that we think we're going to have. Okay. So I don't want to 
tease too much and then and then not come through because we want everybody to just have a happy fourth. There you go. And uh, enjoy enjoy their time with their family and stay tuned to a new episode of Field Days Podcast. It'll be a surprise. All right. As always, thank you for listening. We'd love it if you would help us spread the word about the podcast. You can do that by subscribing to the show on iTunes and leave us a review. You can always follow the department on Facebook at MI Corrections and on Twitter at Michigan DOC, as well as the FOA account at MDOC FOA and the CFA account at MDOC CFA. And you can send any questions you have to the show using the hashtag AskFieldDays. Until next time, thanks for tuning in to Field Days Podcast.